Hey, Jeremiah. Hey, Daniel. You want to make a podcast? Sure. You want to call it Left and Right Media? Okay. You want to review Star Wars? That sounds great. Do you want to start from the beginning? Oh. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Who is the Phantom Menace? Uh, I don't think anybody knows. It's Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> He's the sister behind everything. Uh, so we are starting this podcast. We are two good friends that really like movies and talk about movies. Indeed. All the time. So we're just trying to share it with the world. Um, it's going to be kind of messy because we're just having a conversation here with two mics <laughs> about Star Wars. Please enjoy. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, so uh, one of my favorite things about watching this film again was uh, the 20th Century Fox fanfare. That sound, that to me, that is Star Wars. Um, I listened to the soundtracks over and over again as a kid, and the first track on all of the discs or was the uh, fanfare, and so that meant a, that means something to me. It puts me in the the nostalgic mood yeah. from the beginning. It's your a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Indeed. Uh, so the movie starts off the plot's extremely convoluted so it's going to be hard to kind of go through it I'll do the best Um, you can yeah so we start off there's a trade dispute and we see that the senator was it the senator or the high chancellor I get confused Valorum sends the two Jedi yes to settle the dispute um, when they find out there's a blockade. Yes, blocking the trade routes to Naboo. Right. And we're told that it's the people are suffering and they're in terrible shape, but we don't see any of it. Everything looks to be about, you know, okay. Peachy. Um, so Sidious is manipulating... Okay, so I'm I'm confused uh-huh. on uh, a few things, but so the chancellor at that time was Valorum, right? Who or the Senate? Yeah, who sent the Jedi? That's my understanding. Yes. Okay. Uh, to prove there was a, like a, a war going on or a, an offense. Okay, Sidious dispatch or tells the Viceroy to kill them. Yes. They. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> I'm just confused on <laughs> well, confused on his tactics. Why and what? What his ultimate goal? Yeah, is he trying to is he trying to set up something to where uh, the queen uh, asks for a vote of no confidence so he can take control of the Senate? Is that his ultimate goal? That is my guess. Okay, um, so to me, he should let the Jedi live. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. can go ahead and say, hey, the, the the Trade Federation's being a bunch of jerks. Yeah, exactly. Everything that happens, there's, there's no point to it. Agreed. Uh, uh, and I can, I can, I can buy a movie that I, that I don't necessarily ag- agree with maybe the story, but as long as it's coherent mm-hmm. and it follows through and it, it, it has some continuity, uh, you know, some logic to it. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. we'll get to like 
the last jedi eventually and all that mm -hmm. but uh, that's 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 something that's big for me yeah this yeah this movie is very incoherent it's what's funny is we were supposed to talk about the good before the bad but we immediately get into the couldn't, bad couldn't help it man <laughs> couldn't help um it. it's to me it's like two movies into one you have okay. you have um you know palpatine which those I like. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I like the idea of this man, master manipulator, mm -hmm. you know, manipulating every step. Um, it doesn't work, but it's it's cool in theory. So yeah. you have the serious, the serious side of the movie, and then you have this really childish, stupid humor <laughs> jumping yeah. in your face at every scene. Yeah, and, uh, something that you said before was uh, Lucas was a great writer, storyteller, but he just doesn't execute it on yeah. the screen yeah and i mean even the world building in this movie is, is good it's great mm -hmm. um i like the characters i don't like a lot of the acting it's not great uh, right but i do like the characters um i like the worlds i like naboo and all that stuff it's you know I, we grew up on it mm -hmm. um yeah i was we, we were nine years old when it came out yeah so yeah i mean of course at nine years old i loved every bit of it mm -hmm. But I unfortunately thought Jar Jar was funny. Yeah. <laughs> how, Back then. how little we knew. Yeah. <laughs> Shameful. Um, I guess we should get into the good things. Yeah. Uh, so one one thing I really liked, and like it's one of my favorite effects, is in the in the first part. Uh, and we the CGI is terrible, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when they do have the practical effects. It looks so good. And my favorite one from this movie is when Qui-Gon's cutting the door open mm -hmm. on the Trade Federation ship. That looks awesome. I love that. Even even as a kid, I, I loved the way that looked. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, apparently, the, on, the only scene in the entire movie that isn't a VA... I mean, I know they use practical effects, but mm -hmm. a lot of it's mixed with... Uh, CGI. The, yeah, the CGI. Yeah. The only non-VFX shot in the entire movie was the one shot of the smoke filling the room at the vent. Oh. That's the one shot that wow. doesn't have anything added to it. Uh, so, and again, I saw this when I was nine years old. Uh, when did you know that the, the Emperor was Palpatine? When did you figure that out? Uh... I th in this movie, I think you find out at the end, but man, I'm trying to remember as a kid. I feel like I've always known. So really, I, I didn't. I never put it together. Oh, like, really? Uh, I, was, I was watching some kind of um, animated spoof, and and they kind of revealed it to me. I was like, oh, "Is that is that real? Oh, really? Is, is, uh, is Palpatine really Darth Sidious?" Mm -hmm. and so, yeah. Isn't there a scene at the very end? Sounds like you're a smarter nine-year-old than I was. <laughs> I don't know. I I just don't. I can't think back to a time where I didn't know that. So I don't know if I'm just forgetting or not. Yeah, I get you. Long time. Um, that's interesting because that would be a different way to see the movie if you watch it and didn't know that Palpatine was Sidious. Mm -hmm. And then and then that final shot, the, the last scene where you know the. The Gungan guy is holding up the crystal ball or whatever it is, and then Palpatine's like right to his mm -hmm. right. That changes yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah, it does. Um, and back to the good things. The score is amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Is as bad as the movie turned out to be with Lucas 
John Williams brings it yeah. every single time. And that's why I kept buying the soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Every time one would come out, I'd, I'd, I'd buy it up. Even, I was even listening to the uh, uh, Ray's theme yeah, that's uh, in the car one. the other day. I love it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's an incredible conductor. Yeah. Um, Something I wrote in my notes was that the score elicits feelings that the movie doesn't deserve. <laughs> like, there are moments in the movie where you're like, man, I, you know, I'm feeling something. Mm-hmm. And then you look it at the screen and you're just like, no, it's not working. Sad. I don't have anything else until the, they, they're making the blockade run. Did you have anything before that? Um, Escaping Naboo. Anything good? Or, uh, my next note is... is uh, is when they're escaping. Okay, that's when they escape to go to Naboo. Uh, when they go from Naboo uh, to Tatooine, and the they, okay. get, they get shot up and they have to yeah change hyperdrive. Okay, um, I can't think of anything I have in there, uh, so I guess we'll just jump to Tatooine. Oh, oh, no, man, we totally forgot Jar Jar. <laughs> That's where Jar Jar comes in. Uh, I tried to forget. <laughs> it's a repressed memory. I'm yeah. sorry I brought it back up. I was, I was waiting for the Jar Jar to, to become the topic of discussion. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not unknown that no. Jar Jar is hated. Yeah. One thing I had on him was uh, how Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon treat the Gungans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a question I had was, when when do Jedi use mind tricks? Is there some kind of like moral code? At a, you reach a certain point in the conversation where you just use a mind trick, because that when when they were having trouble with the bosses underwater, uh, eventually Qui Gon does the hand wave and they, he gets the boat and whatever. But when they're on land trying to convince Jar Jar to take him to the city or uh, to help them. They don't use the mind trick. They use intimidation. He says, they hear that metal sound. That's a thousand terrible things coming yeah. this way. Why didn't they just use the mind trick on Jar Jar? I, get, I guess it's some kind of like uh, knight's honor kind of thing. You try to persuade, but I don't know which which is worse, yeah, using cause... fear tactics or using the force on somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because they immediately used the... On the boss, yeah. Mm-hmm. They even tried to reason <laughs> right, with them. They're exactly. like, yeah, it's stupider than Jar Jar. We'll yeah. the Jedi mind tricks. Uh, huh, that's a good question. Yeah, and and, and, and even how the Nabooans, Nabooians? Gungans. Uh, or the, 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 the quote, oh, humans. Oh, the, the humans? Yeah. The Naboo. The, the Naboo, okay. Even they treat the Gungans weird, I think. Like, we talked about the scene where Padme, like, kneels down before... Boss yeah. and ass, and we were questioning if that was legitimate humility mm-hmm. or if it was or just manipulation, manipulation. Yeah. tricking him or working on his pride that they would use them. So mm-hmm. it's either they're scaring the Gungans, mentally overpowering the Gungans, <laughs> or manipulating, manipulating, the, manipulating the Gungans. It's, I, <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. And then we get to the question of if they're doing, if they're trying to do the right thing, right? Oh, you know, eventually they're protecting them, but. It's just a moral gray area and all of that. Yeah, um, and yeah. There's some. We got some. I got some notes written down. Okay, we can talk about that. Okay. Uh, the Tatooine when Quag is on Tatooine. 
the first one I have is that Qui-Gon bets Anakin's pod, which is not his to give. Mm-hmm. So he's like, in a sense, stealing it. Yeah. But, you know, he has this connection to the Force and really thinks Anakin's going to win. So is he basing morality off of his understanding of the future? And then what if he's wrong? So it's like suspended morality for the time being or something? Yeah. I don't know. I I'm think... Probably too, putting too much thought into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just where Star Wars... Yeah, this whole thing's going to be putting too much thought into it. But... uh yeah. More probably than George Lucas put into it. <laughs> that, oh, that, I was going to make that point is, um, you know, we, we saw like Annihilation together recently mm-hmm. and it just seemed flawless. Yeah. Uh, and I feel it's because the directors put the time and effort into it and looked at all of the problems with the, his first draft or whatever. And I, don't, I just don't get that feeling from, from this movie. Yeah. It's kind of slapped together. Yeah, I know it's it's been said before because you know this film's been reviewed thousands of times. Yeah, so we're probably not saying anything anyone else hasn't already said, but he's someone that needs to be in check. He's he yeah. needs to be on a leash in some sense because in the original Star Wars, he had people you know bouncing ideas off of him and, and you know mm-hmm. cutting it and making it better. Um, in this, he had full control and was able to do whatever he wanted to. Um, and that's why, I mean, there's a drastic difference between the original trilogy and the mm-hmm. prequel trilogy. Um. <coughs> Agreed. Um, another example of Qui-Gon, uh, strange morality was he uses the force to move the die, choosing between Anakin and the mom. Mm-hmm. That's kind of messed up. It, thinking about the implications there, he chooses which slave goes free because, but because he's the chosen one, or I don't know. Yeah, that's I think, wild. Um, if the force is all controlling, I mean, it doesn't matter. It should be all up to fate anyway. Anakin will, if he, Anakin is the chosen one, then he'd escape another way. So he's kind of. Yeah, I. I think he it's a is. Weird one. He's so sure that Anakin is is the chosen one that he he's gonna do whatever it takes to to free him. Yeah. Um, so something I forget where I read it. I think it was in the novelization of the Phantom Menace. Okay. The dice were weighted and were supposed to land on red. So that oh, is why Watto got die. so angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Watto is doing the same thing to him. Okay. Um, that's interesting. I don't think it was revealed very well in the movie. Um, it may have been implied, that, but I didn't catch that, it. That would make that part a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up. I've never. I've never picked up on. Yeah, it. as many times <clears throat> as you've seen it. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, for for as much as my complaints about Qui Gon, he's right. Yeah, he, he he hit the 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 nail on the head. Yeah, um, and he's. And he's uh, shamed for it. You know, they call him reckless and mm-hmm. he's not on the council. And even uh, uh, well, Obi-Wan says something like, uh, uh, don't defy the council. Not again, master. You know, <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines. And and why Qui-Gon is actually my, my favorite Jedi is that he, it's like he understands the code, but he's not limited by the code. So he understands like the spirit of the law kind of thing. And because of that, he's an outcast. But he sees it for what's the truth. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. It ends up in, yeah, 
Yeah, he, he's my favorite Jedi. Some of the stuff with Qui-Gon touched on uh, one of the points that I wanted to make was that uh, going along with theme, mm-hmm. there's a lot of biblical themes in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, the obvious ones are that Anakin born is of a virgin, born of a virgin. Or, or not a father. Yeah, Darth Maul is like the devil, you know, yeah, okay. an appearance. Mostly, I consider Sidious more the devil, though, in the grand scheme. But... Um, there's a lot of stuff with um, pragmatism and faith. Um, okay. Qui-Gon, the way I saw, Qui-Gon believes in the Force. Yeah. Um, and his faith is in the Force. And he defies the Jedi because he, he has his eyes set on, you know, on the Force, which it to me, mm. the theme would be God. Okay. Um, the Jedi remind me of the Pharisees in Scripture. They're set by their code, by their law, and they're blinded when the 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 chosen one is in front in of front them. In front of them, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then when we're going to pragmatism, Padme chose logic, um, chose her, you know, what she thought was the right path instead of having faith in that Senator Valorum. Um because he okay. he really did care because he sent the two Jedi to try and dispute and he did it in secret, uh, trying to solve the problem. And then mm. Palpatine manipulated her and said, you know, he, he made her do the vote of no confidence. I got you. Uh, so she had to choose her faith in her, you know, someone that she believed was helping her versus um, the, the true help. Yeah. The true good. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so those were some things I noticed. I tried to find... Wow. Any kind of uh, like articles and stuff on it. The only thing I could th- really find was one about the Padme stuff, but the other, mm-hmm. the Pharisees and, you know, those kind of references, I couldn't find much on it. Gotcha. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool, though, um, seeing it from a different perspective. Yeah. Well, how deep you are, Dermot. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and from that, we'll go to the poop jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I timed it when we were watching it. Within 30 minutes, there was a, like a fart joke, a poop joke, <laughs> uh, like blatant racism <laughs> with the the obvious Oriental uh, trade federations. Like yes. even it's, I mean it's almost like watching a marsh like a, an old kung fu film. Their mouths aren't matching their yeah, yeah. their words. It's horrible. And then not long after the 30 minute mark, uh, it's a Jar Jar gets kicked in the nuts by a pit droid. I'm like, what is going on? How, how it's, it's, how, how could, uh, I can imagine like George Lucas thinking, how could I offend more people? I've already got the racism in there. I've already ruined, I've already ruined the, the, the comedy of Star Wars with, you know, Jar Jar, Jar Jar himself and Jar Jar now stepping in poop and now Jar Jar getting kicked in the balls. Uh, and then he goes on and just, Destroys all of the force of the midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a self-destructive behavior yeah. or something. I it's bizarre. It. Um, yeah, there's no subtlety to the humor. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, slapstick mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, and I don't know if I know he had uh, kids that the young kids when he made the Phantom Menace. I don't know if he was trying to appeal to them. Yeah, uh, at that age, probably should make like a, a film about space politics if we're going for that's <laughs> that's what's confusing is you have it's there's such a divide in the story uh-huh. 
and and you have it's it's almost like Jar Jar was added in after he made the movie. Like all the jokes and stuff are so in your face on the screen that it's almost like someone did it as a joke. Like I t- took and took the CGI and just screwed up the movie. <laughs> um, it is weird, man. I don't get it. Agreed. Uh, and then and then just when you think it can't get any worse, we get Jake Lloyd. <laughs> And you know the you know he's a nine year old. I'm not gonna mess with him yeah. too much, but poor poor choice of of actor. Um, yeah, like I watched on YouTube not long ago the audition for the kid from ET. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, you bring bring tears to your eyes. Yeah, and so there's good child actors out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know George Lucas. I mean. It's well known that he's not a uh, a good character director. Mm. Um, he doesn't bring the performance. I think he's a good action director. Honestly, I wish he didn't direct the movie. I wish he teamed up with someone to write the movie and had someone else direct it. Because yeah. when Star Wars shines, that's how it was. I mean, look at The Empire Strikes Back. It was incredible. Yeah, it's Lucas wrote and then... Uh, I think Hasden helped him write that one, if I remember right. Okay. Uh, I can't remember who directed um, it. I'm sure. The Star Wars fanboys are going to have our heads. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he, he certainly didn't direct the uh, Empire. No, no. Or Return of the Jedi. He directed the original Star Wars and then all three of the prequels, and he had full control of the prequels. Gotcha. Um, went off on a tangent there. Um, uh Though, you know, as, as, as much as we didn't like Jar Jar or uh, Jake Lloyd, uh, I'm so glad we're getting for Liam Neeson and then Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Uh, he, I think Ewan McGregor's the best thing mm-hmm. in the prequels. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hope that one day they'll make a, uh, a Kenobi movie, a Star Wars story, whatever. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, he, and when I look back at the prequels, he, to me, is the shining light. Another thing, The Phantom Menace feels separated from the other two movies in the uh, prequel saga. Okay. Because you have this, you know, a child, Anakin. Think about if it would have been a teenage Anakin and then the stories would have been closer together. You have a huge jump between episode one and two. Uh, uh, two yeah. and three feel more connected to me. It almost feels like uh, episode one is a prequel to the prequels, in a sense. Yeah, it's it's 10 years between one and is two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I imagine... Um, I think a teenager would be able to play that that slave like, you know, in despair on a on the planet a yeah, lot better. You. Because I mean the story is the fall of Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, tragedy. So having this like happy little kid screaming whippy <laughs> it just it doesn't work. Um I think that's one of the major problems of the movie. Uh as but as far as uh Tatooine goes. Uh, I love the Padre still. Yeah. That's a great, uh, and it holds up, um, Mm -hmm. visually too. Um, which I believe was because some of the, like the pod racers, a lot of the the actual builds were practical. Yeah. I noticed that and had that used future feel Mm -hmm. and it brought me back to the original trilogy. Yeah. And the sound design is amazing in the Padre scene. Yeah. Uh, I got a comment. Um, 
on the Tuscan Raiders, the sand people <laughs> shooting at them from afar. That's exactly what they would be doing. They're like the, the rednecks of Tatooine, just <laughs> chilling out on a on a cliff, drinking beer, I'm sure, <laughs> shooting at the racers going by, screaming. Aah. Yep. Uh, another thing I saw on 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 Tatooine I was, uh, you know, C-3PO is, is there. What do, what do you think about Darth Vader being the creator of C-3PO? I don't like it. No, I, me neither. I don't like that everything has to be connected in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It makes the world feel smaller. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, think about how huge the universe is supposed to be and everything being connected like that. Just it's, I think it takes away from the movies. Yeah, I agree. It just felt it just felt like fan service to yeah. me, which uh, I think ruins uh, can ruin art. Mm-hmm. It just kind of pleased your audience. Yeah, I've never like you know C three PO. He's an annoying character, <laughs> um, but he's he's written that way and, and made that way. Yeah, uh, I think there was a scene in there where he he talks about about Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> I, forget, I remember that. I forget the word. Oh, he's an odd fellow or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, <laughs> C-3PO is <laughs> talking bad about a character that really tells you something. <laughs> uh, and another question I had is, uh, I, I saw this in in R2 as well, is do do droids in the Star Wars universe feel emotion? I have that in my notes. Uh, my note is, are they sentient? Yeah. Because what is the point of of making like uh, this goes to the battle droids why would they make them feel pain because they literally say ouch and stuff like that when they're cut in half um uh i I think my explanation for that is is just a movie that's all i got uh um and and the idea i think star wars is often confused for a science fiction yeah film films uh, and it, I don't believe it is. It's fantasy. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And so they, and so R two and C three PO kind of play like a comedic relief mm-hmm. of sorts uh, in their robots because it's space. Yeah, and it was. I mean, in the original trilogy, it was comic relief that worked and wasn't mm-hmm. in your face waving its hands up and down the entire time. In that making video I watched, mm-hmm. uh, whenever they. They've finished the cut. I forget. I don't remember who was in the room with him. But uh, one of the things that Lucas said was, I may have pushed it too far or something along those lines. <laughs> I'm like, you did. <laughs> and then uh, the people in the room, their faces were just like, they didn't look very happy. Yes. And one of the guys was saying that um, when you look at the last, the third, or you know, the climax of the movie, you have uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan fighting Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. You have Padme um take what is she what are the those guys called? The Viceroy and Newt Gunray. Yeah, she's I know that you know, she's fighting them. And you have Anakin in the the ship yeah. taking down the Oh, so there's four. Because you have Jar Jar on the planet fighting yep, the droids. That's right. And then Lloyd in space um trying to take down the shield. Um, Lloyd Qui- in space. Wasn't there a cartoon? <laughs> uh, Lost Call- in space. No, it was a. It was like a Saturday morning cartoon. It was like an alien, and he was in high school. I think I, I don't remember. Never mind. Mm, <laughs> I don't recall. Okay. Um, 
So Qui-Gon, so you have all these four things going on, at, you know, bouncing around at the mm-hmm. same time. And, and the guy was saying that, you know, Qui-Gon dies. It's this real solemn moment. Then you jump back to like Anakin in space <laughs> yelling whippy and they get all excited. <laughs> now this is pod race. Yeah, and it, it totally <laughs> kills the steam that you've built up. Um, and okay, so that goes to another thing. I'm jumping all over the place, so I'm cool. sorry in advance, people. <laughs> I'm 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 hanging in there in there with you. Okay. Uh Anakin blows the you know the Trade Federation ship up on accident. But yes, by accident. What is George Lucas's obsession with accidents in this movie? <laughs> I have a note here that anything good that Jar Jar does was by accident. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Every single thing. Exactly. <laughs> that uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I've I've been pondering it the last week since we watched it, and I have no conclusion. I don't know if you do. Uh, nope. And uh, I don't. I don't. This <laughs> is meaningless. Yeah. Um. It, it, yeah. It's unfortunate. It has, yeah. So it's half, everything set up doesn't matter because it just happened by exactly. Chance. Yeah. Half of the climax doesn't matter mm. at all, and that's a shame. And that's where we go back to, you know, half the movie is made for kids, half the movie is made for adults, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I mean, because, you know, you go into the next two and he did take Jar Jar out. Um, I think he listened to the hate, you know, and tried to adjust there. So I don't know. Um, oh, just going backwards. The, at the pod races, remember how I said I was wondering what the deal was with the girl with braces? Yeah. That's his daughter. He uh, put her in the movie. That's why. Gotcha. I don't know. As much CGI as he did, I don't know why you didn't CGI yes. the braces <laughs> all over. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, speaking of the pod races, did you play the uh, N64 game? Yes. Star Wars. That pod game was racer? awesome. I loved it, man. I played the yeah. mess out of that game. Uh, uh, did you? There weren't there weren't many episode one games, uh, but there was one on the Game Boy Advance, Jedi Power Battles, I think, where you could play Mace Windu, mm-hmm. Qui Gon, or Obi Wan. Yeah, they had that on I a play. PlayStation as well. Oh, really? Uh, I never played it on Game Boy, so I don't know if it was okay. like a port or something different. Okay, it may it may have a different name, but uh, I played that one a bunch. I didn't have a PlayStation back then, but. Yeah, I loved it. There was a Phantom Menace game uh, for PlayStation that I played that was actually really good, I thought. I mean, going back. uh, But to me, when I look back at it, it was really advanced because it had a lot of open world areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were, that cut to different characters. You could be Qui-Gon and some points, Obi-Wan and some points. And then at some point, you're Panaka and Padme. Um, but even like the lightsabers, you could deflect the the bullets back to them. Nice. Um, it had a dialogue system like Fallout Three. You'd walk up to people in Mos Espa wow. and be able to talk to them, and um, you could kill anyone in Mos Espa. <laughs> so you could like kill the uh, slaves, the kids, oh and they'd remember when you came back through and run from you. Uh, <laughs> They're like, you're mean, mister, and, and, and stuff like that, running into the, the huts and stuff. Oh, um, man. I spent the majority of my time killing the, uh, one of the short guys with the hoods, 
Uh, Jawas? Yeah, Jawas. I don't okay. know why I can remember that. <laughs> Chasing them down and killing those. <laughs> Uh, but it was it was pretty advanced looking back at it. Um, it was a good wow, I'm, I'm sorry, the graphics, I that one. The graphics are terrible, but yeah, you should look it up. It's pretty cool. PS One, PS One. Yeah, that's the nineties. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Another tangent. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's another tangent for you. Uh, is is Jar Jar attracted to other races? <laughs> You remember this? Yeah. He, so According get, to the dialogue, yes. Yes, he says, like the hand, it says something like the handmaids are pretty nice, pity, pity hot. He says, pretty, pretty hot. Mm-hmm. That's all. This is weird, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. It's bizarre. I also have a hard time understanding anything he said. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, you would look at me and, and be like, you know, tell me what he said or mm-hmm. <laughs> something Translate. along those lines, because I. It just went over my head most of the time. Turn subtitles on. And then the subtitles are written how he talks, so they're like really <laughs> weird. It doesn't help any. Okay, so midichlorians, that's what I've got down next. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I remember even as a kid that let me down, knowing that the, I, I, didn't, I couldn't understand it, why I didn't like it as a kid, but now I, I know it, it, is, it ruins the mystique yeah. of the force. It really does. Um, and, and as... Now, if my understanding correctly, that it's actually the bacteria that provide the force, or they're just like drawn to the energy of the force. I'm not. I'm not. From what I understand, it's like you have. There's a Jedi disease, and you can catch the Jedi disease. Yeah, and that takes away the that you can be trained in the force. Like yeah. you either have it or you don't. I don't. It's it's unfortunate. Um, and does that make Anakin, you know, Darth Vader less powerful because he has limbs cut off of him? <laughs> yeah, he's more more machine than man. Yeah, interesting. But I think uh, current canons they say they ignore that now. Yeah, which yeah, that kind of seems yeah. the way it's going with the new ones, which I appreciate. Um, One way I think I've I've heard it explained, like they could explain it away, is that the Force is as we understand it, the whole mystical, you know like a zen kind of thing and it's just in this universe there are these bacteria that are specifically drawn to that energy and so if you have high concentrations it's a sign that you're also very connected to the force so i could get behind something like that but i just man that really let me down as a kid yeah uh um and as an adult too now uh what i've written my notes is measured fantasy equals a loss of mystery uh if if you start to analyze something too much, it loses its magic. Mm-hmm. Um, in studying f- like physics and whatnot in college, I saw the same thing in science. You know, it, the world is less magical once you understand gravity and s- some of uh, uh, the other natural phenomena and how they work exactly. Uh, and so the same thing happens with with uh, stories and whatnot. And I don't think. Star Wars is like something to be hashed out completely. I think it should exist somewhat in people's minds. <clears throat> um, and that was one of my concerns when Disney bought Star Wars. As I saw what they were doing with Marvel, just hashing out every single person, every single backstory, and defining everything. If they do that with Star Wars, it's going to get Marvelized or Disney-fied and, yeah. and lose its magic eventually. But uh, yeah, we'll see. 
I think we're already starting to see it with the Last Jedi. Yeah, but I won't go there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Qui Gon says something at the end when uh, Padme is going to talk to the Gungans. Uh, we can't use our power to help her. He says to Obi Wan, and then I didn't understand why not because he's already using his powers for like the chosen one in what he thinks is right. Yeah. So why can't he use his force powers on the boss Nass again to get them to help free Naboo? I, I don't, I don't understand like the game he has to play. Okay. So he said that before she walked up to boss Nass to speak yes. to him. Hmm. It's maybe, like it's like a political thing. Yeah, maybe he saw the conflict was between them two, like uh, how Boss Ness saw the Naboo. Okay. Um, which, I if, don't know. Well, For the greater you know, good, right? Yeah, Save because Boss Ness was obviously weak-minded, so he could, he already used the force on him. Right. Um, and, we're not, trick. and we're not completely convinced it was a completely justified move yeah. that she uh, kneels before him. That's so a good it's, question. It's like, it's like her own mind trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just not sure on that. But it, it does bring up a good topic about how the, the Jedi are get involved in politics. And uh, that's, I think it's a really interesting part of the Star Wars universe. Um, we don't... It, my, my favorite story in that regard is actually from the Clone Wars series. Uh Spoilers for for one uh, one of the arcs is a uh, Anakin's uh, apprentice, uh, Ahsoka Tana. Yeah, Ahsoka. <clears throat> she leaves the council. She she, uh, she leaves the Jedi Order because they do something that isn't entirely honest because of uh, their political ties, and it's it's moving. I mean, it really hurts you because it's several seasons in that she's with. Anakin and mm-hmm. she's up and leaves everything because she doesn't believe in the, the Jedi anymore wow. because of something they did because of, because of their involvement in politics. I mean, yeah. it was it was great. So I, I, I watch those. Yeah, these days. Uh, some of them are pretty terrible, but it's just and there's Jar Jar ones in there. Yeah, aren't there like just Jar Jar full episodes? <laughs> yes. Oh man, those those are tough. But for the bad ones, there's some really good ones too. Like real, and I I liked that series more than. Episode one or two. Um, we I pointed out the uh, cameo of the ET characters, yes, uh, aliens. Uh, so from what I understand, that was like an agreement between Spielberg and Lucas uh, that they would kind of like make nods to each other in their movies. Because if you remember from ET, they're in Halloween where ET's in the ghost costume. A kid walks by in a Yoda mask. And yes. ET is like home, home or something like that. And yeah. uh, and so Lucas put. The, the ET aliens in his universe, so he so the real ET would recognize Yoda in the ET movie. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I like that. <clears throat> Easter, that good Easter egg. Uh, a couple of f- interesting things I thought of was um, like if if you can imagine shooting the scenes and uh, and when they're t- when they're running through the Naboo palace shooting up the droids the droids are all cgi and the guns are laser guns so on set it's just a bunch of people running around very quietly you know, like pointing their guns everywhere not making any noises and yeah, then and i pew, pew, pew. yeah i imagine the the crew <laughs> pew, 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 pew. uh and he said was it uh 
Ewan McGregor, they had to yes. reshoot. I don't know if they reshooted or, you know, edited it out, but mm-hmm. apparently he was doing the lightsaber noises. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> great. Uh, it, and I know uh, Ewan was a uh, Star Wars fan because I believe it was his uncle who was in the original trilogy as one of the uh, X-Wing, X-Wing pilots. Yeah, I heard that. I'm yeah. not sure who, but... Yeah. I don't remember either. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's in there, and so he went and saw his uncle on, on film and got into Star Wars. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, 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 it's cool to have fans of the series as actors. Uh, I'm confused because... it And the opening crawl, doesn't it say that Two Jedi Knights, nice, were right? Yeah, and then he becomes the rank oh, later nice. in the movie. <laughs> so, it, um, do you it, uh, is is it canon that you become a knight once you finish your apprenticeship? That was my understanding. I thought it was you were a, a Padawan, apprentice. Yeah, apprentice. Jedi Knight, Jedi knight. without a master. Yeah, and then you're on your own. So uh, the way I understand, I, I explained the opening. Oh, scroll away is it's like from the perspective of the trade federation they're not going to say a jedi knight or jedi master and his apprentice they would just yeah. say two jedi knights yeah but hmm. yeah that's interesting <clears throat> something you said when we were watching it was uh when we saw the pov shot of c-3po yeah. at anakin that's jarring Un- yeah uncanny unnerving yeah and then it, when you said that you think he just does whatever he thinks cool yeah this would be cool let's do it it, it certainly feels that way especially yeah. in this movie is, are there any other pov shots in all of star wars not that i recall that is wild yeah <laughs> it really takes you out of it especially in that scene mm-hmm. um darth maul was really cool i was yeah. sad to see him go yeah i was gonna say do you think he should have died in the first episode or should he have been like <laughs> Um, one, two, and three. Yeah, I thought it would have been way more interesting if he mm-hmm. was just the apprentice the whole time of uh, Sidious. Um, I think one of the things I heard was that George Lucas didn't want Maul to be... Um, he didn't want anyone to seem as powerful as Darth Vader. But then, so you do that, you take away your villain, or, you know, you take away your villain, then it, it takes away from the movie. Yeah. There's no main protagonist and there's no main villain. And we don't meet Dooku until the second movie. Yeah. Hmm. Strange decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're right about, you just needed like a, a council with mm-hmm. much counsel. There's wisdom. Yeah. Cause it's a lot of cool <clears throat> ideas. It's just not put together very well. Yeah. Of, uh, Speaking of Darth Maul, uh, so the, the two things I really like about this film are the, are the pod race scenes and then the final lightsaber battle. The, 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 the duel of fates, mm-hmm. uh, scores going, the awesome choreographed uh, sword fight is, I love every bit of it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the scene where they get trapped in like the laser wall yes. corridor, that Man, that works good. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan's trapped in the last one, watching his master fight and die before him. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, when they're all three stuck separate, you know, Qui-Gon gets on his knees and, and you know, is at peace. Yeah. And Darth Maul's this vengeful rage. rage, you know. Light and dark. Yeah. Um, so there's a small thing with uh, in that scene. Uh, if you remember, when they're all waiting in the... Th- all three in the 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 laser doors, 
Obi Wan ignites his saber right before it uh, it turns off. So he like he was using the force to premonise uh, when it was going to change. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, it's, he just just a second before it, he, it, he 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 turns on his lightsaber and then it starts. I never caught that. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, I don't, yeah, it's like all this terrible things, and then, wham, awesome scenes stuck mm-hmm. right in the middle of it. So yeah, everything with Obi Wan and Qui Gon and Darth Maul, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, I really don't like that much, other than the pottery <laughs> scene. Yeah, agreed. Oh, uh, let's see, I got. Uh, one one funny thing I, I I noticed was um, so the fake queen, the, the Padme's devil, mm-hmm. she tells Padme <laughs> yeah. to do chores. I don't see that working out that way. You know, I, guess I noticed she, that because she knows we the audience doesn't know that Padme's the queen, but she knows Padme's yep. the queen. <laughs> hey, go clean this up. I'm almost just like making a jab at her. Like I'm in charge. You can't do anything. Yeah. She's uh, gonna get fired uh-huh. immediately. Maybe that's the one who dies in the uh, explosion in the second <laughs> one. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, Padme's like, uh, I think something's about to happen. Remember that time you made me clean R two? <laughs> yeah. Rewatching this one, I was surprised that there was a little more practical stuff. Yeah. Than I remembered. Um, I think he really gets into the CGI a lot more in the next two. Um. Because a lot of it. Aside from Jar Jar and and the CGI creatures looked a lot better than I remembered. Um, Jar Jar looked terrible. It really doesn't yeah. hold up. Uh, that first yeah. scene of him, I was just. It looks like a cartoon drawing. It's bad. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't like the uh, the battle scene between the Gungas and the droids. That looked bad. Even even like the landscape. Just, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't mean. Is there, is, there, is there? There's nothing real there. Is there? I don't think so. Uh, it looked like a video game. I think we had talked about mm-hmm. that when we watched it. Yeah. Um, super green, like real dynamic colors, and it it, it didn't feel real. Uh, I believe that's all that I have. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing is I didn't know who Yaddle was when we watched it. Oh, so yeah. So I, I looked it up a Yoda, little bit. Yoda uh, hair. Yeah. So apparently... Yoda was supposed to be originally that was supposed to be a drawing or I think a concept drawing of young Yoda. Oh, and they decided to put it in as another character. Um, yeah. And another thing was you didn't know that Yoda was changed into CGI in the yeah, first I one. I don't know how I, how I missed that. one. Yeah. So he the puppet yoda i went back and watched some clips of it before they did the special edition mm-hmm. with cgi the puppet yoda looks worse than the original trilogy and so i was trying yeah. to figure out why uh, it's because they tried to make yoda look younger as a puppet so oh. it, it, it just looks weird it doesn't work just, yeah just leave him old he's 900 years old yeah so 30 40 years isn't gonna nothing. make that big of a difference uh i want to do some sort of like rating for it so we can try and um, give you ideas on that. This is a work in progress, people. Yeah. Um, so is this, can we, we rank, rank it one through nine? Um, I guess we could rank, I don't know if, would there be a way for us to both like rank it out of a one out of 10 and then merge those together and yeah. then each movie have a rating and then we'll, we'll go through it. Yeah. Okay. 
Ten being the best. Yeah, ten best, one uh, worst. One, the worst movie ever made. Um, I, I would put it four. That was mine. Yeah. So we don't have to worry too much about that one. Mine yeah. was four. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll write that down. That way the next one we can rate and then eventually at the end have our definitive answer of our cool. Star Wars ranking system. Yeah. Something about the, the ranking. You know, I'd, I'd want to give it a higher score because of those, the, like the pod racing and the lightsaber duel because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But again, consistency. I think if a, if a movie is just kind of average all the way through, that's better than a movie that has really good parts and really, really bad parts because it's like it, it doesn't average out because you also have to include inconsistency, which brings it down again. Yeah. So I'd rather just have something good, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> <laughs> which brings us to our next one, which is going to be Attack of the Clones. And oh, no, so it's going to be really fun. Attack of the Clones? I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> Doesn't it just go right to three? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Um, yeah, so that'll be our next podcast. Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about anything we're going to try and do? Uh, I had I thought um, something cool we could maybe do some kind of a way to get people to request movies um, oh. or or um, some sort of way that we could have it make it like a movie club type thing. I get you. Where we you know tell you in advance what we're gonna record or what we're gonna make podcasts about, so you can watch it beforehand, and then we can all you know yeah. talk about it. Maybe just like a big email list or something. Yeah. Make up a Gmail account. Yeah. We'll have to work something out. Um, we'll talk about it amongst ourselves. Yeah. And let people in on it. Cool. Uh, I do want to make an email in the future so we can have some sort of feedback. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. You guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll read every email. <laughs> it just turns into a podcast of emails. <laughs> um, and I don't have anything else to say, really. I think this is the end of your first episode. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you when we watch Attack of the Clones and cry. (laughs) See you.